Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Grab. Well, get rid of this. Yeah. 
people don't know what you're talking about. No, I, I'm sorry, folks. This is patriotism and civil disobedience. But they get these damn pop-ups on these things out there. You would wish that they people. I I almost don't want to read these things because they these, these sites. Okay, as a NATO juggernaut directed by a U.S. neocon foreign policy marches toward a nuclear confrontation with Russia, the American public is being manipulated to accept that Foggy Bottom uh, knows best. And every even under the placid Obama regime, the chicken hawks are able to restart a new Cold War that is getting hotter by the moment. The singular opportunity to forge a lasting peace after the fall of the Soviet Union has been squandered by the globalists who lust uh, after their only superpower status. Well, the time is approaching for payback. Only God can prevent the annihilation from World War III, since Dr. Strangelove has the code for the nukes. Right? Um, this is the context that underpins the cry for citizens to demonstrate their trusting patriotism in an ongoing internationalist regime that, seems, that seeks a permanent empire. When George Washington spoke of patriotism as it may be laid down as primary position and the basis of our system, that every citizen who enjoys the protection of a free government owes not only a proportion of his property but even of his personal service to the defense of it, it is unimaginable that he would see current administrations as the embodiment of a free government or that citizens have a moral obligation to defend an aggressive, interventionist imperia that is endangering the survival of the entire planet. Honest conservatives reject neoconservatism as a perversion of true national interest. The irony that an internationalist like Teddy Roosevelt would be lionized as a great patriot is attributed to his strong persona, while ignoring the consequences of his entanglement policies, his carrying of a big stick set the stage for the 21st century of using a blunt club. What exactly is patriotic about sending generations of youth to be used as cannon fodder for the sole purpose and benefit of global elites who really rule our country? When uh, Teddy Roosevelt says patriotism means to stand by the country has become a meaningless viewpoint since the control of the government is in the foreign hands that have destroyed all semblance of what once existed as our country. Popular public polls always provide higher support for the president than for the legislators in Congress. Because of no small measure, the House and the Senate have abdicated their constitutional duties in foreign policy since the Korean War, leaving to the executive branch the full weight of determining relations with foreign nations has allowed the decisive influence to be concentrated in the State Department establishment. While the military-industrial security complex and the intelligent community agencies are the dominant power behind the globalist policy, the treasonous elites and foreign banksters who control the strings are the only benefactors after the body count is compiled. And under this set of circumstances, what actual duty does a loyal American have to do the bidding of a corrupt and illegitimate government? Do you believe that George Washington fought the revolution to allow the city of London to rule over the foreign policies of our country? Uh, even though the last two centuries have decidedly been influenced, if not totally compromised, by foreign agents, especially those among the Rothschild central banking cabal, 
The final responsibility for the loss of our country lies with the American people. Americans have seldom exemplified a burning desire to understand the truth. Most are content to believe that their leaders are good men and women and have their best interests of their nation as the goal. The fact that such a myth bears little resemblance with reality never gets through to the flag-flying households that proudly display their love-it-or-leave-it bumper stickers. Their uncritical and all-consuming patriotism is a false and destructive sentiment. By allowing the mass media manipulation and distorted historical lessons to be accepted as mainstream culture, the forces of global dominance are able to achieve their worldwide governance. Uh, now this assessment is disturbing to many people, and bearer of the message uh, risks becoming ostracized for a polite society. Yet such a reaction does not refute the accuracy of the argument. What can or should a responsible citizen do to prevent the systematic betrayal of our country and the event, and even more important, what can be done to stop the madness of NATO's belligerency? The Russian Federation under Putin is not the same threat of the Soviet Union of Lenin or Stalin. The practice of civil, civil disobedience is most closely associated with fringe or radical dissenters. Ever since the demonstrations of burning draft cards and wearing the stars and stripes of the bandana of the Vietnam era, the silent and moral majority become, became distrustful of protest. Nevertheless, the public display of discontent has influenced the body politic more than voting between the bipartisan clones of the same established order. Every rational person instinctively understands that money interests exert the primary influence over public policy. Laws are administered and enforced according to the legal judiciary that operates, not as an arbitrator or as an adjudicator for justice, but as a protector of the patrician system. Defiance has a charm about the image that movies exemplify, but little support when it comes down to popular engagement. The Henry David Thoreau of philosophy may be um, discussed in conversation, but is seldom practiced in ordinary life decisions. And people have surrendered their courage to confront class governmental abuses. As the docility of personality becomes the normal standard for the political correct um, culture, Government is embodied, emboldened by dis discard this public opinion that differs with official policy. And taking to the streets is seen in Europe frequently, even if it, if not reported on the nightly news. In the Brian Williams version of embellishment, the ci civilian receptor uh, of perpetual war propaganda is blinded by the non-news in order to accept the phony narrative. As the latest Wag the Dog episode of this year's War on Terror, play for the crowd. The ISIL ministries get overshadowed in the ratings uh, with the Ukraine designer conflict. Those who believe the siren sounds from the Trump from the triplets, John Paskey, Marie Hart, and big neocon mama Victoria Newland over at the State Department are the most pathetic patriot impostors imaginable. Lost in the spin is that the State Department was an eager participant behind the Ukraine coup d'etat. However, public apathy persists that the notion of spontaneous civil disobedience combustion is totally absent from public 
consciousness with a susceptibility of stimulated of stimulated patriotic appeals the swayable dollars will demand retaliation after the next cover-up deception is triggered in a social order where it is impossible to throw out the bums in election and courts will not follow this constitution the lonely protester has few options civil disobedience may not be popular in a psychologically uh, induced environment but Denial is never a positive choice when tyranny in the government uh, and the official mode to, of rule. Uh, and with the announcement that Israel's Benjamin Yahoo marched third speech to Congress, the states are dramatically raised to eliminate Syria and Iran as a threat to the greater Zionist state, and worse yet, to marginalize Russia and demonize Putin as a devil incarnate. When the media cheerleaders do uh, their usual genuflections for BB's call to arms, the, re- the rest of us are being used as, as bargaining chips to force a total capitulation or face uh, nuclear destruction. If this is not an overwhelming reason to call for our own government to stand down, what would be? Threats from Israel that they will use their nukes against anyone who defies their demands illustrates who the real belligerent is in the region. I think we ought to check and see if yeah. we have a call. Yeah, We're just going to check and see but, if our... You know, I, but it's really true what this guy's talking mm-hmm. about. And, and uh, no, you haven't called him yet. Okay. And, but it says, but it's, uh, these are times. Oh, wait, wait. These are times for sober reflection. Dispel the manufactured and false flag crises and concentrate on the bona fide threats that reside within our own shores. Cis columns subversives have assumed key positions within the government. Their loyalty to causes or countries other than their own is a core factor in the insecurity that prevails. If civil disobedience is not your cup of tea, start digging your bomb shelter. The odds that our congressional representatives will grow a backbone are remote. Presidents view themselves as the most powerful and supreme leader of a world as opposed to an American servant. Dissent is the the true patriotism when it's focused on eliminating despotism and restoring our fallen policy in keeping with George Washington's farewell address. If you really love your country, put an end to the gunboat or martyrs of the TR mentality and follow the lead of the father of your country. Americans need to mature and grow up. The dangerous world we live in was created largely because of the militarized intervention of the imperial U.S. empire. Drawing lines in the sands of the Middle East is only superseded in pushing Russia to accept Ukraine to become a NATO member. So you can go to this on BATR.org or go right to uh, 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 intelhub.com. So, Quite a good article. And I, and I, I totally and, agree with it. Uh, and that was, I forget who that was written by. It doesn't say. But it was. Uh, maybe a staff writer. Yeah, probably a staff writer. A lot to think about there, and you ought to go to the article and maybe reread it. I think that's an article you yeah, should yeah, really reread. Yeah, very, very excellent. Make very sure excellent. you absorb all of it. Um, our guest, uh, like I said tonight, uh, is with us and uh, just joined us. His name is David Eisen- Eisenstein. And he is the uh, founder of the uh, Monster Super Pack, um, and uh, you can uh, check it out on Monster Pack. Yeah, M O N S T A H Pack P A C 
com. And we'll go right to that and see what we can hear. Good evening, David. How are you? Good evening, Leo. I'm doing well. Uh, I have my co-host with me here is Lila, and uh, she uh, says hello as well. Hi, yeah. David. Hello, Lila. Nice Thank you for you. coming on the show. I, t- I took a look at your um, website, and uh, you have a ambitious agenda. Yeah, it's pretty ambitious. I agree, and uh, we want to fulfill our uh, basically our platform that we have set forth on our website, and and uh, yeah, that's going to take a lot of work and. Uh, we're we're having some fun with it, as you can imagine, with a name like Monster Pack, but uh, <laughs> it's not all fun. <laughs> we we were, uh, you know, Lyle and I were, were grabbed uh, most, uh, immediately by the uh, by your interest in the nuclear and nuclear power, and trying to ban these things from from the face of the earth, um, the nuclear nuclear sites. Uh, uh, do, and, and my question about that is. Do you have a plan in order to do that? Um, one of the things that we found here in Connecticut when we had friends who were very involved in the anti-nuclear movement was that they had considerable difficulty with the appointed people, oh, the gosh. people that were appointed to nuclear regulatory commissions who were not elected, who had an enormous amount of power, and who you were usually people who had ties to the um, to the military, nuclear subs, or to uh, uh, nuclear power or to nuclear power in some no, way. And also the complacency in the in uh, you know of the uh, Department of Utility uh, control. Right. The, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The the regulatory people are asleep at the switch as far as we're concerned. Well, we really have bitten off a a piece of the nuclear issue, not the whole chimichanga. Uh, The the nuclear issue that we are uh, directly facing, which is still an existential issue here in um, our area, which is uh, Southern California, is San Onofre is shuttered. It's shut down. It's, it's It's being decommissioned. As we speak, but and and so it's not it's not operating at this time. But the nuclear waste that it, it uh, created over the years is still on site. It's right there, right uh, next to the generating station, and it is uh, going to be uh, unsafely uh, stored at the site for the next hundred years, according to uh, the best estimates that we can come up with uh, in terms of what the Nuclear Regulatory Commission has in mind for the storage of nuclear waste, since there is no safe storage of nuclear waste in this country. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're concerned that nuclear waste is still being created by those operate, those facilities that are still operating. But no, we, we are, are basically, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm glad that you agree, and, and I think I'm, I'm very thankful for what work you, you, you guys and your, your people uh, working with you there have uh, done in the past uh, and, and, and for the, over these, uh, low these many years. But we we want to have the nuclear waste moved out of Southern California. We we have 20 million people within a 50 mile radius, just as you have a very heavily populated area up there. We have a very heavily populated in Southern California, as you know. And uh, boy, San Clemente is within two miles of this uh, nuclear waste, and uh, they they want to put it in a five eighths inch steel 
drum, uh, you know, in, you know, quite a few of those, and bury them in, in concrete in the sand uh, right above the ocean, right above the beach. And uh, that's all that's standing between us and the nuclear havoc and Holocaust even. Uh, if there should be an earthquake that unleashes the fury of this nuclear waste and also, uh, you know, uh, uh, earthquakes can cause tsunamis, and we know what happened when Fukushima had the tsunami that unleashed the fury of the nuclear waste and the nuclear operating um, system there on the coast. So we don't want that to happen to our our uh, coast, uh, our, our families, uh, any of the people that are within this uh, radius, and we want this waste moved out and uh, there are you know activists that are busily uh, trying to get that accomplished, and we're hopeful and uh, that we can do our part to help as well. And where were you, I meant to ask you, but I'm sorry, Lana. Uh, where were you thinking of moving it out to? Well, that that is that is the sixty-four thousand dollar question, and that is uh, there is there are no options at this time to move it to a a safe uh, facility. Uh, Yucca, Yucca Mountain is not available in Nevada. The New Mexico facility that was storing nuclear waste had a plutonium lake, and it's being cleaned up. But it's not available, so there is really no place available, and that's that's the problem. That's what the Nuclear Regulatory Commission should be uh, absolutely working nonstop to solve. And and uh, our federal representatives, such as Daryl Issa, whom we have uh, campaigned against in the last two cycles, and we're going to come campaign against him again in, in the 2016 cycle, should he decide to run for re-election, has completely turned a blind eye to the situation. He's turned his back on the San Onofre facility for years and uh, the cleanup of the, the nuclear waste there. So he, ha- he has no comments about this or no? He's not no, involved? he doesn't even, de- doesn't even debate when he runs for re-election. He doesn't even deign to debate his opponent, which, you know, are, are substantial people. Uh, running against him, and, and he doesn't debate him because he's got a, a large edge um, of Republican well, registration, I, although that's shrinking. Well, you know, one of the, one of the phenomenal things that I noticed is that, that nobody's talking about nuclear power at all. All right. In fact, they right. They, they, no, I think relatively speaking, you're right. I think it's a it's a silent, uh, deadly issue right now. Uh, yeah, Obama just funded, uh, you know, or I don't know if they if it got approved, but cause I haven't heard anything more about it, but. He was he was funding uh, uh, a nuclear power plant somewhere in this country. Uh, they, they wanted to build a new one, and, uh, and and that freaked me out when I saw that because they haven't built one since the 70s, right? And and the the other problem that I noticed is that nobody is talking about it on any platforms. I just uh, Elizabeth Warren just came out with her seven big items uh, that she. Uh, I don't know if you heard about that or not. Uh, I have not seen it. No. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a farce from uh, from a farce land, you know. That's too uh, bad. I, I was I was impressed with her at one time, but you know now no, she she just uh, just uh, surprised me uh, that she she had there was no mention no mention at all of of anything to do with with nuclear power or energy or anything at all. Uh, most of what she was uh, standing around, she, she, it was a uh, uh, some kind of a, a resolution for the middle class, okay, to strengthen the middle class, right? But at the same time, uh, <laughs> there, there was no, I mean, 
that this is what she's going for. This is this seems to be what she's pushing. Okay. Well, I I guess uh, we can always hope that that will evolve. Um, You know, it is a huge issue. It should be. And I mean, it's totally an existential issue. I mean, I just ask the people of Japan. Well, no, don't ask them because they become in the final stages of denial, I think, on this issue. They they completely don't acknowledge it anymore, you know. So they're not the people to ask either. I hope that we're not getting to that point in this country. Well, your, your nuclear waste is being stored on site. You said right yeah. now, and um, how does uh, the storage of that nuclear waste compare to how it's being stored in other parts of the world? Oh, I mean, great question, Myla. It, and and listen, that's really our only uh, you know our only realistic hope at the moment is to have it shipped out in twenty-inch thick. Uh, containers that the Europe, Europeans are using now, and uh, and and that is more expensive than a, a five-eighths inch uh, thick steel container that that Edison, which is the private proprietor of this uh, uh, generating station, which is shuttered, but they're still on the job, so to speak, with this decommissioning that's going to conceivably go on for 20 years that they're still getting paid for, and they're still getting profits uh, uh, out of this deal uh, that they can uh, share with their their uh, shareholders. So uh, we are hopeful that they will be forced by the Nuclear Regulatory Commission to go to change their plan. The current plan is a 5 8 inch steel uh, thickness, and that is not enough. That's not enough to protect us. That's all we've got between us and nuclear holocaust around here. To go to the 20 inch steel and and yeah. uh, and ship this out and store it someplace that's uh, you know not in the middle of 20 million people. Uh huh. I have to ask you, um, not, not to get off the nuclear subject uh, totally, but what's the matter, Lila? Well, you I got another question? Well, Go I, ahead. Well, yeah. I, what, what I, what I want to get at is how can you affect the drafting of a policy that would create change? That That's what I am interested in. Well, now, the, the way that... The way that a, a registered uh, PAC such as ours is, we are a, a super PAC uh, registered with the Federal Election Commission. The way that we can do it is by supporting candidates for Congress who support this concept of safe, uh, safe disposal of nuclear waste, and and you know that can put pressure on the the uh, Nuclear Regulatory Commission. To do so, and and also, you know, of course, you know, although we are a, a federal election commission super PAC, uh, you know, registered with that that agency, and we're not currently authorized to participate in state elections, we we certainly uh, acknowledge that there's some things that can be done by the state regulatory people to make things change. But mostly, it's a federal issue at this point in terms of let's come up with a, a, a place that can. Uh, more safely, they won't ever, I mean, I don't know about ever, but right now there's no safe storage of nuclear waste. And But there should be a safer place than right on the coast of California with, within uh, 50 miles of 20 million people. That's very scary. And it's scary yeah. to live near, near any kind of nuclear plant. Of course it is. It's and and, and we, we acknowledge that, too. We Monster Pack is not just um, interested and, and, and concerned about San Onofre. We're concerned about Diablo Canyon up north in, in San Luis Obispo, which is not too far from L.A. and not too far yep. from even uh, San Francisco, actually. But 
you know, uh, there's other nuclear facilities in your area and, and all over the country that are in bad shape and, and uh, you know, crying out for help in, in terms of uh, fixes and, and shutting them down and, and disposing of the waste safely. I mean, uh, this is a big problem in this country, and you're right. Not enough is being reported on it. Not enough is being discussed in the public uh, sphere. I, uh, I, I'd i like to just uh, change the subject for a minute because I, uh, I don't see... What, what is your what is your attitude and toward uh, the climate changing, and what do you believe the causes of it are, and what do you uh, and do, uh, do you believe in uh, the, what's happening with the geoengineering, um, and uh, does your does anybody does your pack uh, is your pack willing to to um, uh, to to, to uh, Fight, fight this cause that's been going on for seemingly for the last. Uh, absolutely, yeah. We, we're 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 not only willing. It's in our platform of of issues that we are very very much concerned about and, and married to in terms of trying to come up with solutions and people that can you know in Congress that can help make uh, legislation that would uh, help resolve some of these some of these dilemmas that uh, we as a nation face in terms of the future um, uh, that we will have with the climate change it's ongoing it's it's here it's it's not it's not a, it's not going it's not something that's going to happen in the future it's already happening and it's it, whether it's man made or human caused um, is of course not the not really the issue and it, except for what we can do to mitigate uh, uh continuing to create that uh problem through the, you know the use of uh, you know, through the expelling of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere by numerous causes in this country and elsewhere. Well, it's that, but, 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 but we've got already a, a climate change that's ongoing that we have to, you know, plan for and um, make changes for. But what, but what I'm getting at is, is that nobody in power will admit to uh, 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 chem- the, the, the chemtrailing of the skies, the geoengineering of our atmosphere. You know, which is causing a lot of No, they didn't. They really didn't. They said there's chemtrails, but, you know, they never, uh, they, they, they've gone against it. But there's evidence, so much evidence, to, to, to point to, to, to what's going on um, uh, out there. We've seen it for the last uh, 15 years in this area. Uh, and in, in California, it's, it's definitely there. If you see all the groups that have started up, uh, California Skywatch, New York Skywatch, um, Connecticut Skywatch, uh, all of these uh, franchised uh, groups that are, and I say franchise, they're not franchises, but they're offshoots, uh, of all these different uh, Skywatch uh, groups that are on the on the Internet uh, that are looking and taking taking pictures and, and, and evidence of the, of the insane chemtrailing in our skies and geoengineering. In fact, uh, geoengineering.com is a very, very popular uh, site by Dane Wiggington. Uh, but uh, and he's out there in California as well, uh, fighting like hell, uh, you know, doing public speaking and so on and paying attention to, to, to what's happening in the skies. And, and, but there doesn't seem to be any public, uh, oh, what did I say? Except the public is sleeping on this issue, really, and it is. Uh, it, it's a. Fe- go ahead, it's a. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, but what's happening is 
a lot of the they're, they're they're contributing now a lot of our immunodeficiency diseases to the constant to, to the to, to the to the plague of chemtrails, all right, that are, that are dropping pathogens in the air. Uh, you know, global dimming basically is what they're creating, and you know the lack of vitamin D. You know, uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, most of what we're saying now is caused by climate change. It, it's not so much the the uh, human uh, uh, emissions of carbon dioxide in the, in the air. What it is is it's the it's the it's the uh, uh, the, the global dimming, okay, uh, caused by this uh, massive international uh, 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 um, what do you call it? Massive international military. Uh, 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 involvement by of chemtrailing the skies, all right, with barium and uh, and and uh, aluminum oxide, which is a very very well known. Uh, these things are falling out of the skies all the time. Uh, you're seeing tremendous increases of Alzheimer's, uh, tremendous increases of, of of diseases that are actually caused by the ingestion of aluminum, all right. And uh, uh, and uh, these are uh, these are things that are happening everywhere. But yet nobody but activists, all right, and nobody but uh, you know people that are uh, out there daily trying trying to stop this stuff uh, are, are 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 aware of it or bringing bringing the awareness. Uh, and there's nothing in the and there's nobody uh, nationally or or uh, in, in any media. Okay, other than alternative, all right, which is marginalized, uh, that is talking about this stuff, and I, I would hope that your pack would would be, you know, involved with that as well, more so, you know. That to well, let me let me tell you a couple of things that have happened that you may be aware of that uh, make this an, a very steep hill to climb. In uh, May and June of last year, the uh, Coal State uh, Representative, Federal uh, uh, Congressman David McKinley, uh, Republican from West Virginia submitted an amendment to the House 2015 Department of Defense Appropriations Act and the 2015 National Defense Authorization Bill, and both amendments were passed on on a highly partisan GOP vote. And the amendment said none of the funds available by this act, made available by this act, can be used to design, implement, administer, or carry out the U.S. Global Climate Research Program uh, National Climate Assessment the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change's Fifth Assessment Report, the the United Nations Agenda 21 Sustainable Development Plan, or the May 2013 Technical Update of the Social Cost of Carbon for Regulatory Impact Analysis under Executive Order 12866. So Congress is actively subverting our our domestic tranquility of our country by passing these kinds of... uh, you know, basically amendments to the author- the uh, appropriations bills that the military even needs. And, uh, you know, as a result of that, the hands are, are tied of the military to uh, research this. And, and, and that's just the, you know, I, it's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of what Congress is doing. We've got the, the chairman of the Senate Committee on Environment, uh, Senator Imhoff from Oklahoma, who's a climate change denier of the first order. And, you know, how can, you know, it's very difficult for the public to do anything about this when you've got these guys in control of Congress who are actively subverting our national well-being, our national defense, and by, by forcing our, our military to stick their heads in the sand as deniers. 
like deniers. So I, I see the problem that you're talking about, and I think it is really, really close to being treasonous, if not actively treason for the Congress of the United States to tell our military they can't even look into science to help them uh, to determine how to uh, prevent, you know, making uh, a contribution to this, this climate change and accelerating it by their behavior. So, yeah, it's a big problem. I, uh, I, I I was curious also uh, since uh, they uh, I, I forget the name of the number of the proposition to, uh, that you had out in California to uh, ban uh, uh, GMOs or to label GMOs I should say yeah uh, that, that, that that didn't that didn't pass as you know no no and I'm wondering if that was still if that's still a viable um, uh, 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 movement. I think it is. I, th I think people know people who know uh, about GMOs don't like them, and uh, you know it, it, there's a lot of apathy, uh, Leo. It's as you know. I mean, there's just there's a, a just you've got the big money uh, food companies that are you know they've got a, a big time vested interest, billions of dollars in, invested into their you know their funny foods and you know it's just really again it's a really it's a tough issue for the public to number one wrap their their brain around but also to to get involved in because the the opposition is just so powerful and seemingly monolithic yeah but but it it's the ultimate hypocrisy that that the overwhelming hypocrisy of the Obama administration to have that to have the the uh the director of the FDA is a former Monsanto vice president uh, and lobbyist, and to have to have uh, uh, Michelle Obama, you know, sponsoring this huge organic vegetable eat your broccoli, you know, uh, you know, craziness in the schools. All right, when when yeah. when her the whole administration is sponsoring GMOs, you know. Wow! Yeah, you know that really brings that really brings it into direct contrast. It, it's thank you for that. I mean, that is you're right. It is hypocritical and it's destructive. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's one thing to have Monsanto out there doing everything it can on behalf of the food industry to to continue with the GMOs. It's another thing for the uh, the Obama administration to basically bring in. A person who has been a part of that for so long and and that's so powerful in that industry. But don't that, you, that's yeah. the problem. The yeah. problem the problem is with a lot of these appointees who have tremendous power, and that's what happens in the regulatory commissions. You get these people that are appointed that are owed. The the elected person yeah. owes them, so yeah. they put them in these positions of power. And right now, it seems from your website that that you're gonna you're tackling uh, Daryl Isaac to uh, remove him from office by putting up a good candidate? Do you have yes. a good candidate? Do, you, do, you do we have, have one yet? No. We, we are searching and we are talking to people, and there are some possibly uh, legitimate candidates out there. I mean, we, it's, a, it's a district full of really, you know, there's some, a lot of smart people everywhere in this country and, uh, you know, people that are able and, and I'm not, I, do I don't have any concern that we won't find a good candidate. I, what I'm concerned about is that uh, we need to be able to support that person in the way that can make that candidate a winner uh, over ISA and his big money that he's got behind him. And yeah, incumbency what, what and the Republican edge in this district, which is, is shrinking. 
How do you feel about uh, presidential candidate uh, Jim Webb? Uh, you know, I, I'm not as familiar with Jim Webb as I, I probably should be. I, I'm, I'm really not – I haven't got my head into the presidential race yet. Probably should have been by now, but – it's you know that's not a race that we're involved in as a pack, but at the same time, of course, it's important to all of us. And I, maybe you could uh, tell me a little bit more about Jim Webb. Won't you be involved with the presidential race? Whoever. Well, we may not be with, involved in the presidential race because we're going to have our hands full with uh, districts where Congress people can be elected that could make a big difference. And uh, there's a lot of uh, emphasis on the presidential races, which is very important, but. You know, it, it is. We can't. We really, obviously, can't do everything, and and we want to be good at what we do do. And so, yeah, you know, it's possible that we won't be actively involved in the presidential race at, on the, in this cycle. So, are you going to concentrate on one race or more than one? We're gonna we're gonna have uh, more than one race in our in our focus, and we uh, we already are thinking about the races that we can make a difference in. And uh, we've got some um, some races, some, some districts in mind that are, are um, in addition to District 49 of California, which is ICE's district. How many, um, how many friendly representatives to this issue do you think you would need in order to make a change? A lot. And uh, that's the thing, you know, and, and we're hoping for a, a progressive wave uh, during the presidential election because that will, should bring out more voters than the last uh, the last cycle uh, in 2014 general election 2014 did. Um, and if that happens, then we will there will be a chance that the close districts can go progressive, go go Democrat, perhaps or independent even, you know, and maybe even mm -hmm. good Republicans could could get in if. Uh, if they're right, if they have the right ideas in mind and and um, deserve support, it's not likely, but that could happen. Some some uh, some people um, who are Republican I mean, sure would agree that they that they, they they need more candidates that are open-minded to these issues. Yeah, but wouldn't it scare you to death to have like a Rand Paul or a or or a, a Jeb Bush, all right, or God forbid a Ted Cruz or some other complete moron, all right? To uh, running for Republican run, running? I mean, well, yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, like I, like I said, Leo, I, I'm not. Uh, yeah, Pac personally, yes, it scares me to think of that. But uh, Monster Pack is not focused on the presidential race, not, at least at, not at this time, and I don't expect that we will be during this cycle. But uh, I'm certainly concerned about who the next president's going to be. Well, I mean, it is, I, I think it's wise to uh, to narrow your focus so that you can affect some kind of change. I mean, you have to pick, you know, whatever it is, the issue that you think is most important and focus on that for the next election cycle. And um, it sounds like you have uh, some people picked out that maybe are vulnerable and could help this cause in Congress. And I hope, that's I hope exactly that's what, that's what we're working on. Absolutely. You got it. You nailed it. The issue that I was interested in that you brought up was remanufacturing. It's on yep, your... that's a big issue that uh, this country needs to care more about. And uh, we have uh, the potential for more jobs and better environmental effects of uh, remanufacturing of heavy metal equipment such as tractors and, and automobiles. Um, 
we can increase that many times fold. And we want Congress people who are elected, uh, our representatives, our federal representatives uh, to Congress, we want to be uh, open-minded to that and pro, actively pro remanufacturing. Do you think that that would be something that unions would be very interested in because it would create jobs? It should be, and I'm sure there will be uh, that interest created once it becomes uh, more more prominent on the radar screen. Uh, yeah, I would expect unions to push for remanufacturing because it will create more jobs. I think I think that's an important thing. Certainly, we need we're we're looking for jobs in this country. What is your uh, what is talking about jobs? What is your opinion about the Trans-Pacific uh, uh, Treaty? And how do you feel about our foreign policy regarding uh, regarding not only trade but? Well, what uh, I'm worried uh, about is the environmental policies of, of our country. Any that we do have are going to be severely impacted by the TTP. Yeah, I mean we yeah. don't want to see it become uh, become uh, 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 China, you know. But uh, what what does your I mean, uh, obviously it probably does. We haven't taken a position on that, uh, but we see that. These issues are all interconnected with the domestic health and public safety issues that we've decided to focus on. So we, we're we diving into the details as we speak, and we have uh, position papers, white papers, if you will, on the issues that we have decided to take on. And um, that is a topic that I'm going to pass along to our guy that's uh, really done a great job on some of the white papers that are more environmentally oriented and uh, and, and try to get some input from, from David I, I that, Dolman yeah, about I that. That's the man. Yeah, I, I just feel that if you, if if your pack reaches, you know, I, I can't do everything. I understand, but at the same time, if it under if it if it uh, underscores these concerns to some degree, uh, to, uh, to a greater degree, I, I I just think you would you would you would get uh, more uh, contributors. You know, you get more people believing in 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 in, in this cause because uh, I found myself being uh, coming. Uh, I mean, my book was called uh, 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 you know, Naked at the Mic: The Survival of a Liberal in a Time of Peril. I mean, talking about the last uh, 15 years of conservative domination of the media. But the what I'm trying to get at is that the liberals who were like us, like me, like Lila. And so many of our friends have turned to be more uh, libertarian in so you know, many ways. Not not libertarian to the extent of Rand Paul's or the Rob Paul's. Yeah. Pro- progressive libertarian, I suppose you could call it. Maybe we just the progressive in thing has become has become so. Um, it's an overused. It's, a, it's not only is it overused, but it's it's overcooked. You know. Uh, right. You know, a lot of the progressive policies that are out there are, you know, uh, Obama jumped on, and look what Obama did, okay? In fact, we, we still have a lot of idiots in this area, uh, which used to be liberal, okay, is considered progressive, you know, which makes me laugh because they're still standing there like, oh, we still support Obama's wars, and they were totally anti-war, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. they, they used to be the... You know uh, the the uh, environmental activists and this and that, but yet they, you know, they they they're still standing there like uh, we love Obama, you know, and it's it, it's just scary that they yeah, I, I think God, you know, this 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 big facade that he is, 
he's just a corporate show, you know. Yeah, and unfortunately. You know, I think in the name of bipartisanship, uh, he went uh, too far in terms of trying to be everybody's friend. Uh, you know, it, 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 and the conservatives played him uh, on that and uh, basically won. Um, Properly, too, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, because, but, but you know, his mask is, came off many years ago, you know. I mean, it came off right after his election in 2009, all right? <laughs> I mean. Man, all right, but but uh, when he took office, so it's like these things just are are. I mean, you want to talk about him exposing himself? He just came out naked right away, and 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 people have just been trying to put clothes back on him since, and it's not happening. I mean, he is uh, he's just been one huge disappointment, and uh, you know to 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 any anybody that uh, um, you know thought that he was. Yeah, you know, might preserve a constitution, or might because he was a constitutional lawyer, or might have some kind of uh, 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 might help his own people, even for that matter. Uh, but he's uh-huh. not, you know. And and it, it's and I would hate to see another shill like this uh, go into office as a Democrat, you know. And definitely, there's nobody as a, in a Republican Party that that would even uh, consider. Um, you know, uh, helping out the poor or helping out the middle class. But, uh, I mean, there is somebody there. I'm hoping, I'm thinking maybe Jim Webb might be a, a, a choice, you know, even though he's got a military background. Uh, he might be a stronger choice or somebody like, uh, but Warren, I don't think Warren, I mean, she still believes that uh, she doesn't want to audit the Fed. She's still, uh, she's, even though she's against, all of these financial people, she's still a financial, uh, she's still a, 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 you know, she's still a Democrat, uh, a big money Democrat, you know, and, uh, you know, she's still stroking the, the rich. So it's like, what, I mean, how do you, how do you get around that? How are you going to get around that for these candidates you're supporting? And well, you we are, we're going to support worthy candidates from districts that, the Democratic Party will not support because they think that they're not going to win, so they're not going to give them any money. So oh. we want to, and so you know, we we think a little bit of money, relatively speaking, in those districts will go a long ways uh, to help candidates who need help but who have been given up on by their own party, perhaps, uh, or by other liberals or progressives. Good, good, good. Yeah, I see. Can, can you say who who it is, or are you not? I'm not to, per, no, I'm not ready to do that, Lila. But I do believe that there are many districts uh, that we'll be looking at that fit that uh, profile. And that could that could make the difference if they if they get some money. Really in, yeah. Yeah, really. that's, that's what it takes to get elected. Because the Democrats, the Democrats are are big money. Just I mean, you're talking the same group. You're talking the same people. Yeah. yeah, what I'm ta- yeah, and I'm talking about the national party, which does you know they make these decisions uh, that somebody can't win, and so uh, they even charge them for the lists, you know, of, of of the registered voters. So it's it's uh, you know it's it's a fixed it's a fixed system. Mm-hmm. I even um, with the partici- active participation of the Democratic Party uh, in those districts and. 
you know that they have ignored and, and that they've abandoned uh, the, candidate, the good candidates in. So we're going to help those good candidates as much as we can. Hey, well, what? one of the I'm things sorry, that, that the Democrats have done that Ralph Nader complained about, um, who's from this area out here, actually from a couple of towns away that. originally, a couple of towns away from us, um, is that the Democrats were the most active in freezing out candidates from debates who were not Democrat or Republican. And even though he was a lawyer himself, he challenged that. And by the time it got heard, of course, the election was way over and nothing has changed. So that's... Well, I think he makes a good point. I'm a registered independent, by the way. I'm not a a Democrat and I'm not a Republican. I'm a registered independent. But that's a difficulty when you come to debating. And Absolutely, that's a it's an unfair advantage for the existing power structure, and uh, that's not. I didn't think that's that was uh, what this country was based on. There, I don't think there was a Democratic Party and a Republican Party in 1776. Okay. I don't remember that being written into the Constitution that they should have an advantage in debating. No, it wasn't. Well, they but. they've managed to uh, pass laws and tie up everything, so it's believe, only their candidates yeah. that seem to be able to be brought before the public in any significant way. I mean, what yeah. what is what is your overall feeling about the state of the union and the future of this country within the next ten years? What's Very worried about it. Very much. Very worried about it. I, I think um, our future is is in doubt. I think that, uh, you know, from top down the system is corrupt, you know, with, with uh, money-driven uh, elections. I, you know, I, w- I was one of the biggest opponents of the Citizens United decision when it came down, but my belief is that you don't abandon the playing field to the, the Coke uh, billionaire class uh, super PACs. <laughs> You get on the playing field with them and you compete with them. You're not going to level the playing field, but you can get on the playing field, and that's what we have to do. We can't turn our backs on that and just go stick our head in the sand and say, "Well, you know, we don't want to play that game." You know, uh, but you, you have to because that's our our Supreme Court has said it's it's legal. So it has we have to be on that playing field so that we don't just uh, ignore the the realities of the situation. How 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 much money are you going to need to, do you think, to affect the kind of change that you're talking about right now? Well, you know, again, we're, we, we are, we're specializing in certain districts, and so we're not expecting to, like I said, we're not expecting to level the playing field with $800 million worth of uh, uh, war chest. What we're expecting to do is level the playing field in certain districts that we're trying to do our part and uh, we, we'd like to p- have people get off of the sidelines and participate with us. What we're asking for is $500 for uh, contribution from people that can afford to do that and to ask a couple of other people they know, including their friends and relatives, to do the same and have those people each do that and, and so on and so forth. And the networking at $500 a piece will uh, take care of a lot of uh, issues in terms of the amount of money raised, but it's still going to be you know, uh, at the most, $100 million or so. And that's a lot of money. I mean, you know, that a lot can be done, a lot of good can be done with that money, but it's not the end of the, it's not the end of this story in terms of correcting what's wrong with this country. It's just a start on that. And so we need other 
cooperate. We need other groups cooperating. Uh, we need to cooperate with other groups to make these things happen that need to be done to, to fix this country. Well, you're certainly in a state that has a lot of money. And, no, absolutely. Uh, and and you know we're not uh, we're we're not against uh, as a super PAC. We are eligible to receive unlimited uh, do- donations and contributions from individuals, unions, and corporations. And, you know, we we don't want to be dominated by a single contributor or just a few contributors. But at the same time, we realize there's some right thinking. You know, I say right thinking. That's kind of a cliche. But the people that are, are, are on our same page with, with respect to our philosophies and our platform, we'd like those I, people I to come forward, that, get off the, um, the sidelines and come forward. A lot of wealthy people have uh, beach real estate. Absolutely, yeah. they do. Let, let me tell you, we've got a meeting coming. Can I mention that? Um, uh, the Santa Monica launch of our network, uh, Monster Pack Network 2016, is coming up on on Saturday, February 28th. Good. Uh, if it's okay, I'd like to I'd like to tell the folks about tell you two and and your listeners about the fact we're having what we call uh, Monster Pack Network 2016's launch celebration at Magicopolis in Santa Monica. It's really a fun place. It's a great place run by some tremendous magicians, and uh, we're going to be using their venue to have our our fun uh, celebration and launch of our Network 2016. And we're going to have food and drink and and political speeches, but we're also going to get the full-on magic show from Magicopolis uh, with uh, two acts, one... one, uh, uh, with a uh, intermission uh, before the next one, and uh, that's how we'll end the evening. So it'll be a really fun evening on February 28th on 4th Street in Santa Monica. You can go to our website and check it out. And uh, we hope that some of your folks from up there might be tired of the snow and ice to come down to um, sunny Southern California while we I'm while we still are uh, are uh, <laughs> you know without a nuclear accident, you know, and help us to, to change the way things are in this country and and get off yeah. the sidelines and come in and help us. Can people donate to your cause if they can't travel out there, and how would they do that? They certainly can. They can um, go to our website at monsterpack, M-O-N-S-T-A-H-P-A-C.com, and there's a couple ways to donate there. They can also join our, our network on the Internet. We can, you know, we, we're looking for members of our network, and we want people to contribute $500 to join our network of members and that's uh, readily available on the Internet for them to do that. We will be actively working with them to help them proceed to do that if they will just contact us through our website, monsterpack.com, and go to our our page. The page that is really the most pertinent for that particular uh, uh, use is the page that's called, it's under the Act Together uh Group of pages, and it's called "Become a Member." You, if you, if you, if you hover over "Act Together" on MonsterPack.com, you'll see "Become a Member," and that's where you can become a member of our network. And we'd love you to do that, and to you know, not only pay uh, five hundred dollars towards a, a, a great uh, political cause, but also to agree to bring a couple of other people to the table who are like-minded, who are either, you know, friends or relatives or acquaintances that you believe would also be interested in, in, in our platform. 
And uh, for those people to do the same thing, bring a couple more people each, and and uh, by the time you go 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64 times 500, you're, you're starting to talk about some serious money, and then it, it keeps going and with momentum. So, yeah, that's that's how we intend to, you know, at a, uh, again, at the risk of using a, a, a dated term, an overused term, that's more of a progressive and uh, uh, democratic way of doing um, super PAC business, and that's how we're going to grow, and that's how we are growing. I, I think it, your idea is great, and I wish you so much success. I mean, all of the your platform, I, I'm interested in all those causes as well. And I think starting with uh, the regulation of nuclear power and deciding what to do with the waste is very important. And I wish you so much success, and I hope folks donate, and I hope you get all the money you need and more. Yeah, we it's do. It's a worthy cause. Yeah. Yeah, we wish you the best of luck, David. And, uh, Thanks to both of you. I've enjoyed talking to you both, and uh, uh, I look it. forward to uh, networking with some of your listeners and, and uh, talking to you again sometime. I hope so. I hope, I hope so. And the best of luck. Thanks for being with us tonight. Good luck, David. Thank you, Lila. Thank you, Leo. I've enjoyed it. Take care. Good night. Good night. Good night. And from Monster Pack, I signed the Super Pack, actually. Uh, and uh, we uh, we thank him for being on. And go to monsterpack.com if you want to contribute. Uh, and uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, his and, uh, big thing is nuclear waste, mm-hmm. and that's and then climate change. Well, climate change, nuclear waste. Uh, but 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 what I like is he's supporting candidates who aren't who don't have a chance uh, financially with the Democratic Party. Who and, uh, have a, and they have a good yeah. platform and yeah. good ideas, and are friendly candidates to yeah. these causes, and that's who you want to have elected. Mm-hmm. So when they get down there to either the yeah. state legislature or the and federal, they, and they're not just they Democrats; they could be independents. Independents. They, could be they, they might are, even yeah. be Republicans if yeah. they're, you know, and like you said, if they are, if they make any sense, that's fine. Yeah. But. Um, Right now, I want to thank everybody for joining us and uh, wish you the best. And please join us tomorrow night when we talk about union issues and go after some of these Scott Walker people and all these other nightmares of of, uh, it's so frightening. But uh, join us tomorrow when we talk about this and maybe make some sense out of it. And uh, good night, good night, folks, and thanks for being with us. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.